Blog Talk Radio. here as we get you ready for Monday Night Raw, but in addition, we're going to recap last night Survivor Series, a, a historic Survivor Series, and we're going to get into that, dissect that, tell you what we thought about the event, interesting stuff that came out of last night's pay-per-view, one of the original Big Four, so we want to hear from you, 347-838-9815, that is the number to call, you want to talk wrestling. Give us a buzz. Bring it tonight. Because last night, got to tell you guys, callers brought it last night. Callers were excellent last night. We want to see that again tonight. So give us a call. You guys bring it. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Again, that's facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. We're going to have a show chat up there on the page. As well as each and every Monday night, we have a Monday Night Raw chat on the Facebook page. So get on there. Get involved. You can get your voice heard, your opinion heard on the Facebook, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Um, you also can check us out on Twitter. Our Twitter account is at The Ken Reedy Show, so check that, that out on Twitter, as well as our website, thekenreedyshow.com. So head on over there. Bios, blogs, uh, so many different things on thekenreedyshow.com. So you want to go check that out. we got so many things to get into Coming out of last night, again, like I said earlier, an historic, historic Survivor Series. And luckily, you know, we do every every week, we do picks. I should say every week. Every month, when we do a pay-per-view show. We do picks for the pay-per-view. And man, did I get housed last night. I couldn't get a pick right to save my life. And that is why... I need my trusty co-host here to help me get back on the right path because he did pretty good on his picks last night. As always, my co-host, my tag team partner, Dave, is on the line. Dave, how are you doing this evening? We survived, and we survived a very historic Survivor Series last night. Um, there's a lot to discuss coming out of last night's Survivor Series, heading into tonight's Monday Night Raw. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited, so let's get right to it. Yeah, you know, it was interesting. I mean, like I said, I, I, I thought it was a decent pay-per-view. Um, there were aspects about the pay-per-view for me um, that felt like a really good 
Monday Night Raw as opposed to one of the big four uh, pay-per-views right down to starting off the, the event with a promo. Um, I thought the main event was amazing. I thought it was a very good match. I thought um, Ambrose and Wyatt delivered. I, I thought it was solid top to bottom. I don't even think we got um, any real clunkers out there. It was a weird uh, diva squash match, essentially. Um, and obviously the historic, you know, it's, the thing that I think that, that sets it apart from being just a, a very good Raw is the fact that we had Sting first time in the a WWE arena in a WWE ring. Um, so that is a historic event for younger fans. It's probably going to be a, do you remember where you were when Sting appeared? Uh, for me, I had a really good time because uh, we, we've, we've gotten some new friends that are wrestling fans. So we had a packed house uh, watching the pay-per-view. So um, there were quite a number of living room pops. And, and when it's a packed house, the living room pop gets pretty loud. So it was definitely a fun night, but, I'd say, like, you know, the Sting appearance gave it a special feel. Um, between the dirt sheets, you know, like, you kind of knew it was coming. It wasn't as special as it could have been. Um, but I thought it gave it a, a more of a historic feel. But, again, I, I would say Survivor Series was very good. But to me, it almost came off as a very good Monday Night Raw. What did you think overall? Overall, I do agree with you. I thought it was a really, you know, it was a good pay-per-view, but it came off, like you said, like a really good Monday Night Raw. Um, I don't think the whole, uh, you know, in-ring promo that needed to take place at the beginning of the night um, with, with the authority and with John Cena, maybe Mr. McMahon could have made that announcement himself. I don't think it was necessary to have all the parties involved um, in the match, uh, or excuse me, in the promo leading up to the match. I think it just could have been, you know, suffice that Mr. McMahon, you know, made that edict take place that if the authority loses, the only way they get power back is if John Cena grants them the power, the permission to, to, to take over the day-to-day operations of the of the, uh, the, the wrestling organization. So I didn't think that, that the, all of them out there was being necessary. Um, I agree with you. The main event was awesome, and we'll talk about that later. I mean, it was it, to me, it was, it was one of the better traditional Survivor Series elimination matches that we've seen in recent memory. Um, there was a big feel to it because of the implications surrounding that match. There were some great stories told. There was, a, there was some confusing um, messages or parts of that match that we'll discuss later as well. But um, Ambrose and Watt, I thought it was good. I thought it was just getting to the point where it was going to even get better. And then they did that, not, you know, that disqualification finish that I called by the way, as part of my, 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 my good picks in last night's pay-per-view. Um, and the, the Bella thing, we, I, we can discuss that if you want, but I was just kind of confused by all that. Overall, I think it was a good show. It, it, it left you asking some good questions heading into tonight's Raw, and it also left you kind of scratching your head like, what are they doing there? But that's the norm for a WWE pay-per-view. But overall, I thought it was a good show. Uh, I agree with you, and let's you know there's so many things to break down coming out of that, and uh, you know we are going to get into a lot of stuff. There was, uh, yeah, I agree with you. The, the the diva match was was odd, and we'll get into that a little later. We're really going to dissect uh, the main event because I, I think there's uh, not just uh, the ramifications for the company and the authority and, and the power structure, but I think that there's a, a lot of ramifications for. Uh, a number of guys in that match that we're going to get into. So we're really going to dissect things tonight and get you guys ready and prepared to watch Monday Night Raw this evening. But I think we, we have to start off with and really looking at uh, the Sting 
showing up last night. Um, uh, for me, you know, and, and I'm full disclosure, I've never been a big Sting guy. Uh, I understand the historic ramifications of him showing up last night at Survivor Series. And I do think as much as Survivor Series, to me, didn't have the, the big four feel. And, you know, for those that maybe you're new wrestling fans, you don't know the big four, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, the original four pay-per-views. And, uh, you know, if you've been an old-school wrestling fan, a long-standing wrestling fan, you'll, you've always kind of looked at those four as, as, as kind of special pay-per-views. Um, so Sting, Sting showing up at one of the big four definitely gives a little, a little oomph, a little credibility, a little notoriety to Survivor Series 2014. Um, it was a cool moment. It was uh, it was interesting. I, I I didn't think Sting looked great, to be honest with you. Um, he he almost looked sad, and I, I was trying to figure out watching him come down to the ring. That uh, it, was that part of his character. Was he you know sad at, at at you know the authority being in charge? Was that what you know what the facial expression was meant for, or was he just like I finally sold out? You know, I sold my soul to the devil. Um, you know, and was that was that look genuine? I don't know, um, but it, it was it was weird. Uh, I, I got a kick out of Kayfabe News wrote an article uh, today that uh, Sting is very embarrassed because uh, he showed up uh, many many years late uh, for the WCW uh, invasion. He wound up getting lost, getting stuck in Florida <laughs> for the better part of a decade, and he's embarrassed that he showed up this late, uh, which was pretty funny, um, but. You know, I, I guess part of it, and I'm going to post it on the Facebook page if you guys want to see it, but there was, um, these guys made a meme. Uh, uh, actually, I think the name of the group is PG Kills WWE, and they did like a split picture of Sting at the top, and it says, you know, underneath it, it was at this time, and then underneath is a picture of Jim Ross, and it says, you wished he was there. And, and to me, like, you know, it was one of those weird things that I... Watching the pay-per-view, I didn't know what it was, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm watching it, and, you know, it's, it's a historic moment. I've been a wrestling fan for God knows how long. I mean, decades and decades. Um, and I just, like, I had this feeling that, yes, it's a special moment, but it really wasn't, like, deep down in my gut being like, wow, look at what I'm seeing. It was like I, I realized it was something special, but I wasn't having that visceral reaction that I, I felt like I should have been. And... Yeah. And then I was thinking to myself, could that have been because, you know, it was reported a lot on the dirt sheets and we saw it online all week, so it wasn't as big a surprise. Uh, that could be part of it. But when I saw this meme, it kind of like it knocked me over my head where I was like, yeah, if Jim Ross was there, if Jim Ross was calling Sting's entrance, Jim Ross would have known what to say. He would have known when to shut up and let the moment breathe. And Jim Ross would have made this feel like you are, you know, you're witnessing the birth of Christ. You know, he would have just made it seem like you are witnessing witnessing something like just over the top historical. And he would have made the moment seem a lot more special. And I know we, we've been really critical on the show about the commentating. And, you know, I don't necessarily I, I'm not going to sit there and say the commentating shit the bed. But I do think that Jim Ross would have done so much with this moment that maybe that was part of the reason why I wasn't getting that visceral reaction of it being so special. 
Um, but I thought it was well thought out by the WWE. I thought it was the right moment for him to enter. Um, it, it, it opens up a lot of questions. Where do they go with the Sting character right now? Um, so it was, it, it was very interesting. It was intriguing. It was, it was cool to see him. Like he didn't really get involved in the match officially per se. He just took out Triple H. Um, it was, it was good stuff. Uh, your, your thoughts last night on, on Sting and his, his arrival finally in the WWE. Well, I, I do, I do understand where you're coming from here when you make that analogy about Jim Ross and how he would call it. Um, and I, I do agree with you there. I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, I watched it this morning again, and um, the, the reaction that Michael Cole gave sounded very organic, sounded very surprised. Um, and I'm not blaming Michael Cole. You know, we, 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 we knock the commentary at times, okay? And I'm not blaming Michael Cole, all right? But JBL, okay, Michael Cole went like, oh, my God, it's Sting. What is he doing here? Lawler kind of reiterated the same thing. Oh, my God, what's he doing here? And then JBL, like, ran down, like, all of Sting's staff of, his, uh, of, of what he's done in his career. Former WCW champion, NWA champion, a legend, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Like, he had, like, all of his statistics, like, ready in place, ready to go. Almost like he knew that Sting was going to be there, which kind of took away from the surprise element that it was bringing with him showing up. Um, but, I mean, other than that, I thought it was cool to see him in a WWE ring. It had ne- it's one of the, the last truly big moments in wrestling that, that fans haven't seen that took place um, that a lot of people didn't think was going to happen, so I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and, you know, like you said, it had been, you know, pumped out on the dirt sheets for the past couple days that he was going to have some involvement. He was going to debut and, and, and be a part of the show, but in what capacity, um, nobody really knew. We speculated that it was going to happen in the middle of the show um, right before or after the Divas uh, Elimination Survivor Series match, and it didn't happen. Um, and some have even speculated that it was going to take place um, you know, somewhere else on the card that was going to preview his match with possibly Undertaker at WrestleMania 31. Um but he 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 came in. He kind of brought some of the, brought some of the uh, you know his old WCW persona with him, the, the the Crow character, as well as you know being this knight in shining armor, this hero to stop the evil authority. So um, I thought it was good overall. I think the commentary should have let, like you said, let the moment breathe, let it unfold, let it happen. It just it didn't come very sh- shocking to me when JBL started running down, you know, Sting's staff, and uh, it just kind of took away from the surprise. But it's very interesting that he got involved with Triple H, with the authority, and to me, as little as this may seem, and we'll discuss it later about the main event, but him just draping Dolph Ziggler over uh, excuse me, Seth Rollins to get that victory, to me, that kind of gave Ziggler a serious rub, in my opinion, that he got help from an icon-like Sting, and we'll get into Ziggler later, but... Overall, I just thought the crowd received it very well, and he only gave you just a little bit to leave you wanting more eventually with him and Triple H. So um, I don't have a problem with the segment. The only problem I have is, like I said, that, that the commentary just didn't let it happen. Michael Cole was okay in his role, but JBL just wouldn't shut up. Like, oh, my God, what's he going to do? Why is he here? Just let it happen. Then you could get your answers either tomorrow night on Raw or 
whenever, but just let it happen. You're not going to get these answers now. Like, do you think as a commentator, like, you're going to ask all these questions and you're going to know right away why, why he's there? Do you think Sting's going to stop what he's doing to walk over to the commentary table to say, hey, guys, I'm here because I'm going to cost Triple H the match? No, it wasn't like that. Just let it happen. Like, I just thought it was stupid, and, and, and it just made the surprise seem less surprising. I agree. And again, like you're, I mean, we're being critical and we're talking about, you know, arguably the, you know, how the greatest commentator in the history of wrestling would have handled the event. So take everything with a grain of salt. I mean, I, I agree. I think, uh, I don't think Cole really, really dropped the ball. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think it was, it was more JBL. Um, but Jim Ross just would have, you know, he just would have nailed it. He, he would have nailed the, the yeah. entire moment, the pacing. Uh, you know, like he's letting it breathe at times, talking at other times. I mean, you know, he just would have nailed it. So that, that's, you know, and I, I thought like all right, maybe that's what, what really didn't, uh, you know, kind of took away from the moment. But interesting, you know, he gets involved with the matchup. And so, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those really cool main events where you, you, you it was a good match. Um, it, it ended a longstanding storyline, um, a longstanding program with the authority um, and and there's a lot of question marks that come out of this, and and the biggest of which is who's who's going to be in charge now. I mean, you look at coupled with, I mean, it's kind of a, a double edged or a, you know a two part question, but who's going to be in charge, and where's where's Triple H's role lie right now? I mean, he's a guy that you know he's a wrestler by trade, has moved to the front office. Um, he was wronged by Sting last night. All the rumors are that Sting is not going to be on TV, but who the hell knows? Sometimes that you know stuff is floated out there. People just make stuff up. Sometimes it's the WWE themselves that are floating stuff out there. So, you know, who knows? Who knows when we may see Sting again? Um, but you would think that Triple H is going to want some sort of retribution at some point. Um, you know, does he get back into a semi-act role as a Combatant? Uh, is there some sort of loophole that puts him back into some sort of uh, authority figure? A lot of questions. I mean, you'd figure that this would probably at least Stephanie being off TV for a little while. And, and you know, as much as I love the main event, I was kind of sad with that because I just I thought a lot of what Stephanie has done over the past couple of years has been gold. Um, you know, I, but I, I would guess again, I'm guessing that uh, she would be off TV for a little while, especially with after what Vince said to her about finding a, a nice office job for her. Uh, you know, Triple H is a performer, so Triple H can get back in the ring. Uh, d- do we see that Triple H? Do we see Triple H call out uh, Sting? I think there's major questions, uh, Dave, right now. Again, storyline-wise, where the power structure is, do we see the WWE go back to GMs on, on Raw and SmackDown? Um, and as, as if the authority is disbanded, what does that mean for the character, Triple H? Well, there's a lot of different scenarios for both Triple H and for even Sting. Um, you know, from what I've been reading, uh, this, this, this is a backup plan with Sting and Triple H right now. The original idea is to have Sting and The Undertaker. And there's been now even talk, even more so since his appearance last night, allegedly, all speculation, that... He's not just in WWE to wrestle one match. He's probably going to have a, 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 a small run, you know, big matches, pay-per-view events, you know, special occasions with big names. And Triple H is probably one of those big names. There's even talk that they might do 
you know, if Undertaker's healthy, they do Sting and Undertaker at WrestleMania, but they do Sting and, and, and Triple H at the Royal Rumble. Um, as far as Triple H's role, um, you know, going forward, I mean, you would have to figure that tonight they're going to address it. That there might maybe maybe they'll advertise like a goodbye party for the Authority, thrown by John Cena, or something like that. You know, kind of the, to, to rub it in, and maybe we. We, we shed some light on who could be the, the, the next person in charge if they're going to go back to a general manager uh, role. I mean, it's been heavily discussed. I mean, the kickoff show, Bad News Barrett talked about throwing his name in the hat and being the one in charge if the authority were to, to not be in power. I don't think that's there, there's a whole lot of weight behind that. I think that was just something to, to you know for his character to say, um, bringing him back to TV because he's expected to be back in action in a few weeks. Um, but, you know, names like Mick Foley has come up. I mean, Mick Foley has been revered as one of the, the, the better, um, you know, authority figures in WWE television in recent memory. Uh, Steve, you know, Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, his po- there was an announcement that there was going to be a live podcast with him and Mr. McMahon uh, following Raw next week, live on the WWE Network. Maybe this is, maybe this is part of, you know, bring him back to TV. Maybe he'll be like the new authority figure, the general manager, the boss, or whatever they want to call him. Um, you know, there's plenty of different options they can go with as far as the boss goes. I think the whole, you know, general manager thing has kind of been tired. Um, I, I, I think, I think they need to come up with something different, a little more creative, something fresh that's going to be, you know perceived as something legitimate to the fans. Um, there's even been talk now that Vince McMahon has decided to put the end to this authority storyline so that he can have a role as the boss on TV while promoting the WWE Network. And you can see the vintage Mr. McMahon character on the WWE Network for $9.99. So there's plenty of different options. I wouldn't surprise me if maybe the authority had gone to the board goes to the board of directors tonight or in the coming weeks, and they, they, they petition to, to get their jobs back in power because of Sting's interference. Um, but we definitely won't see the last of them on TV. I don't think we'll see Triple H as an active in-ring wrestler. Um, you know, Vince alluded to, you know, possibly a desk job for the two of them in the office. Maybe, maybe we'll see this new authority figure, whoever it is, if they decide to go that route, whoever's in charge. Um, make the authority, you know, belittle themselves and lower themselves to working jobs as like a referee or a timekeeper or, you know, selling T-shirts at the T-shirt stand or, or you know, whatever the case is and kind of have that run for like a few weeks, maybe even a month. Um, but there, there's there's plenty of different options you can go with. they got a lot of legends on board. You know, they've been, there's been talk for the, for the past seven or eight months about how they want to reintroduce Ric Flair to TV, but they haven't had an opportunity to do it. They don't know what to do. So maybe they bring Flair back. Maybe it's an opportunity to, to, to trot Shawn Michaels out if he hasn't lost his smile still, and, and, and he could be, you know, the boss. Hogan even, you know. So there's, there's all kinds of options that they have. Um, you know, one thing to point out, Michael, Michael Hayes, Freebird Michael Hayes, he works for WWE behind the scenes. He's in the creative department. He's one of their lead writers. He went on Twitter and, and, and posted a tweet stating the history was made. More surprises in store for tomorrow night. So, who, who knows what that means? Maybe that means we'll see a new authority figure at some point. But it, it's 
it's a it's a big question heading into the, the end of this year and going into the new year is so what character or who's going to be quote unquote in charge of WWE and how they handle everything going forward. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I did like the authority stuff. I I loved the, the reaction that Stephanie had after the end of the match. Um, the, the crowd ate it up. They were they, were, they they played their role right along with it, egging her on, getting her fired up. Hunter was you know trying to console her. I thought that stuff was really good and. It's good enough that it can be brought back. I mean, how many times has the Mr. McMahon character come and gone from WWE television? So, I, it's it's gonna the authority. I think just needs a break right now, but they'll be back, and uh, I'm sure that they'll probably be back around WrestleMania time to, to to set up Triple H and whatever match he has at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, again, it, and you're right. It, it's pro wrestling. I mean, you know, at some point the the you know, power of the company could be put up in a match. Uh, you know, we're never going to see uh, Cena just say, you know, out of nowhere, hey, yeah, sure, you're, you're you're back in charge, but maybe there'll be a point where, you know, Cena will want something and, you know, the stipulation will be, well, if you want this and you have to agree to, uh, you know, if you lose, you put us back in, in power or something like that. I mean, there's so many things they could do with it. I agree with you. I love and again, I was that was one thing that was I thought the match was really good, but uh I, I just don't want to see Stephanie go. I, I just I, I love so much of what Stephanie uh brings to the table. Um, you know, she's someone who, you know, obviously been around the business her whole life and uh you know, I think at this age she's really blossomed and come into her own and you can really tell, you know, how much she gets the business, uh you know, the way she cuts promos, uh, you know, it's you just look at her it's like, Yeah, you know, that, that's Vince's daughter. And, um, you know, the way she was able to get the crowd going at the end of the night, and it just, you know, went back and forth. The louder the crowd got, the louder Stephanie would get, which, which made the crowd even louder. I mean, it, it was just good stuff. And you're, and you're right, Triple H, you know, at that moment, um, you know, kudos to them for their performance there because you could have had a, a Triple H really, you know, throwing a temper tantrum as well. And I thought, I thought it was really well done, the two of them, how he played the – the stoic, um, you know, just pissed off man uh, who was trying to console his inconsolable wife. It just it it, it worked dramatically on so many levels, and it was just a, a, a cool moment. And you know, it's interesting, and and I do think that it's, it's no, um, you know, we're not talking hyperbole that we're really looking at uh, where we're going to be going and where we're heading towards for WrestleMania 31 because so many questions came out of uh, this pay-per-view, um, you know, at least of which, who is going to be in charge? And that's, you know, do they bring back a legend? I mean, it's funny because we talk like that and we've gotten used to it. I mean, years ago, we didn't always have, like, a, a necessarily a power figure on TV. Um, you know, the, the company can exist with, uh, you know, the CEO in his office in Stanford and just just a wrestling TV show is on. So Jack, you would think... Jack, Jack Tunney showed up, like, once or twice. Exactly. Jack he showed up like once or twice and, 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 and made some stupid decisions. I mean, you know, he, he wasn't exactly the greatest authority figure, but when you saw him on TV, you knew it was important, you know, that, that, that a big deal was taking place. Jack Tunney, you know, made a decision like Survivor Series, for instance, the year that Hogan lost the title to Undertaker. Jack Tunney was present, and Ric Flair cost Hogan that championship. And then they had the rematch, the, the the Tuesday in Texas pay-per-view. And Flair got involved again, even though Hogan won the belt. 
So what did Tunney do? They trot him out on TV, and he stripped Hogan of the belt. And But you knew it was important. You knew it was a big deal because he was coming to make a decision like that, you know? So it, it's like you said, it can, the company can go without exactly having to need a, a boss there every single week. Yeah, it stands. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I, I would tend to think they're still going to go with some sort of authority figure. Um, I, I, I'm right. I am wholeheartedly there with you. I don't think we need GMs again. Um, you know, I would almost rather, even if it's uh, maybe a little bit more often than Jack Tunney, if Vince is just in charge and he's not there every program, but he's there, you know, less than the authority, but a little more than Jack Tunney. Um, I would be fine with that. Um, you know, bringing back a legend, but I don't know necessarily if I'm all about bringing back a, a legend, uh, you know, as, as a GM authority figure type, um, you know, it remains to be seen, but there's, there's a lot of directions they could go in. Um, the anonymous I, you know, it's funny. I, go ahead. What? The anonymous raw GM. <laughs> God, if they bring that back. <laughs> oh no. I want to ask you one thing, Dave, though, and we're getting close to the break and you guys, we got a full bank of calls, so we're going to do the news. We're going to get right in. As soon as the news is over, right into the calls. But, you know, one thing, like, they're leading towards Sting, Triple H. Who knows where that's going to go? I like the idea of Sting, Triple H, because I think that Triple H would drop the match to Sting. Um, there's a little more suspense in that match. I, again, do not think there's a lot of suspense in Sting, Taker. I think the lead-in is fun, but there, there's no way Taker is losing that match to Sting. Um but one of the things also, depending on what they're doing for WrestleMania, as as far as the match itself, I would much prefer to see Rock versus Triple H, as they hinted at uh, a little while back. That's a match I would like to see. So um, interesting things floating around, whether it's uh, in one of the pay-per-views uh, coming up or if, in fact, it is WrestleMania, but you got The Rock's name floating around versus Triple H, perhaps, Triple H versus Sting, perhaps, and Undertaker versus Sting. Um, interesting, like, those matches... Uh, you know, just look at Sting, for instance. Let's let's. Get, who would you rather see Sting face, uh, Triple H or Taker? Um. Well, knowing that there's the option of The Rock, um, I, I would I. I mean, I would much rather see Sting face Triple H because I think it would be. I think Triple H would bring him to a better match. Um, I'm not saying he would carry him, but I think it would be a much more um, compelling match story-wise, storytelling. You know, being the good heel that Triple H is. Um, I think it could be a good match. I think because of the injuries that Undertaker sustained and Sting's age, I don't think, like you said, I think the lead-up will be there, but when it comes time to the final presentation and the actual match itself, I don't think there's going to be anything to write home about, um, to be perfectly honest with you, between the two of them. But, you know, you mentioned The Rock and Triple H possibly having a match at WrestleMania next year. I was just reading uh, not too long ago, that there's a great chance The Rock might not even be a part of WrestleMania next year because he's going to be filming a movie and then he's going to be promoting another movie that he's got coming out around the same time, WrestleMania, and he might not be able to, to provide a full commitment to WWE. So um, we might end up getting that trip. If Undertaker isn't healthy, we might end up getting that Triple H uh, sting match. But then again, you mentioned John Cena earlier, you know, I would I would venture to guess Triple H would, would want to make sure that he got some revenge on John Cena as well because Cena was the one that put him in this predicament by opposing him in Survivor Series. So um, I, I kind of would want to see Triple H John Cena. They had a great match at WrestleMania a few years back in Chicago, 
so I, I would. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. There's a match, you know. These matches, I would love to see them all, but I could care less either way. At the same time, you know, it, it's gonna. It's, WrestleMania is a big enough deal as it is. So many things, so many questions coming out of last night. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. You guys on hold. Be very patient. We're going. We're going all through just pure calls right after this. But right now, it is time for the day five fifty fifty news report. Thank you very much, Ken. As he said, the day five fifty fifty news update only heard top of the hour every single Monday night here on the Ken Reedy Show where I give you, in my opinion, the top five stories in the week in professional wrestling. Our first story was made official last week. TNA has found a home for Impact Wrestling, and that new home is Destination America. Now that the dust is settled in contract negotiations, it's time for TNA to go to work. And reports out now state the company is going through a complete overhaul. To start... Former WWE announcer Josh Matthews is currently leading the project of revamping the Impact Wrestling website. Second, the company has allegedly spoken with talent and have informed them that there is a strong possibility of Impact tapings taking place in the month of December, somewhere out in the Midwest, possibly the Detroit, Michigan area. TNA currently has a hold on New York City's Manhattan Center for dates in the month of January. However, if they... If they hold tapings in December, then they will drop the New York City venue and wait to tape additional TV on the United Kingdom tour in early 2015. The company is also scaling back greatly on live event touring until they can sustain a strong audience that demands TNA live events. One other subject the company is focusing on is re-signing talent to newer long-term deals now that they have secured a home for television. Some of those deals may be for less money because the company is working with Destination America, who is paying them less than Spike TV was paying them. Overall, it looks like the dark cloud hanging over TNA Wrestling has left, and bigger things are on the horizon. The Wrestling Observer reports that the, for, the future of current WWE World Heavyweight Champion Brock Lesnar after WrestleMania 31 could be different than his post-WrestleMania future he had in 2014. I alluded to this on last night's show, but Brock Lesnar could be returning to the world of mixed martial arts when his deal expires with WWE shortly after WrestleMania 31. UFC President Dana White recently said at a press conference that Lesnar has a good relationship with the UFC and a return to the company has been discussed. It's being reported that Lesnar is open to returning to mixed martial arts if he can't reach a deal with WWE. And as of this writing, both sides have not reached a new agreement. With the cost-cutting measures made by WWE due to the launch of the network in 2014, there is a good chance WWE may not be able to reach an agreement with Lesnar and match any offer UFC will make to acquire the services of the current WWE World Heavyweight Champion. WrestleZone.com reports that New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor officials met last week to discuss future projects between both promotions. The two promotions recently co-promoted joint shows in Toronto, Canada, and New York City, and officials from both groups look to do the same in both cities as well as Chicago, Illinois, in 2015. In addition to that, plans are still in place 
to have top Ring of Honor talent appear at the New Japan Pro Wrestling Tokyo Dome show in January of 2015 that Global Force Wrestling will be promoting and airing on pay-per-view in the United States. Now, we're all aware of the current schedule that WWE World Heavyweight Champion Brock Lesnar adheres to. Limited television and pay-per-view appearances for more money. Well, allegedly, Chris Jericho and WWE are looking to do the complete opposite. Last week, news surfaced that Jericho was advertised for a WWE live event in East Rutherford, New Jersey, the night before the 2015 Royal Rumble. What spawned from that was speculation that Jericho could be a surprise entrant in the 2015 Royal Rumble match. It's now being reported that Jericho and WWE have agreed to a new deal that will have Jericho work WWE live events only. No TV, no pay-per-view. This deal, the two sides have allegedly agreed upon, will take place during the months of January and February, when Jericho is not on tour with his band Fozzie. Fozzie, however, will be ending their tour on March 21st, eight days before WrestleMania 31, which could free Jericho up to work the big spectacular. Reports out now state Jericho is not in the plans with WWE to work WrestleMania 31, and this deal with WWE is to help boost staggering live event ticket sales. Jericho has publicly stated that he only wants to return to WWE TV if the storyline proposed for him is meaningful and worth it. As always, plans have been known to change within WWE creative. And our final story this week, a friend of the Ken Reedy Show, Bill After of OneWrestling.com, was a guest on Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast last week. After revealed in the interview that he has completed a book chronicling his time and experiences in the wrestling business. After also stated that the book is due out in the fall of 2015, but did not reveal the title at this time. And there you have it, folks. That was the Day 5 News Report, the top five stories this week in professional wrestling, in my opinion, of course. Ken, take it away. Good stuff. Lots of interesting stuff. Uh, I can't wait to see uh, to, to read Afters book when it comes out. But now we're going. We're bringing it. You guys have been so patient. We're going to go right out to the phones. We're going to go one caller after another. We're going to go right out because we got Mr. Trivia's been on hold for a while. Mr. Trivia, how are you doing, Stephen? Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing all right. What do you got for us? Oh, man. What a pay-per-view last night. I'll tell you that, that, that uh, there's just no quitting that Dolph Ziggler. That had to be one of the one of the best, not Z, but I have to say it had to be one of the best performances I think I've ever seen anybody do in a in a Survivor Series. That was just unbelievable. John Cena should give him one of his Never Give Up shirts. That was amazing. Hey, and, you know, that's, uh, that's a really good point, though. I mean, that's something that, you know, maybe we see that in, in a promo or something. But, uh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. But with, with John Cena's slogan being Never Give Up and, and Ziggler's performance at the end of that match, uh Good, good comparison right there, Mr. Trivia. Yeah, and somebody had mentioned uh, to me, I was talking to Dave uh, earlier today, and uh, somebody had said, had posted something about the Survivor Series last night with John Cena deciding whether or not the um, authority can return or, or whatever. And somebody had said to me, he goes, what I would like to see, he goes, because you know in wrestling everybody would like to see this and like to see that and everything. He says, and what would he said? What would the chance be? He says of John Cena turning heel and then bringing 
the authority with him at WrestleMania and going against Hogan. I says to the guy, I said, well, first of all, I says, I really don't think you're ever going to see John Cena go heel. I said, but that was the first time I've ever really heard anybody, you know, now that this thing with the, the um, authority is over and John Cena decides what's what. That did, you know, that did seem pretty interesting that somebody would, would post something like that as far as uh, – with Cena and everything, but I just told, I just typed back. I said, you'll never, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think you'll ever see Cena turn heel. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, as much as, uh, and, and the, the Cena heel turn thing, I mean, honestly, it's, it's been beaten to death and you know, as much as I think creatively, it would be fun to finally see it. And I think most wrestling fans, if you're old enough to remember when it happened, you're harking back to, you know, Hogan's big turn, and then this would be something similar, at least for this era. Um, I, I really, I don't I don't see it happening. It would be interesting. Uh, it would be cool. I, I think it would freshen up uh, a lot, but I think right now that the WWE is, is sold on, on John Cena being their, their top guy, their, their top baby face, and uh, I don't know. I just, I don't see it happening. Again, it's, it's one of those things that when you have moments like this, at the internet, or people on the internet love to start to speculate on on the Cena heel turn. Um, if I'm a, if I'm a betting man, I'm betting against it. At, at, you know, every day and twice on Fridays because I don't think we're ever going to see a, a real heel turn from John Cena. Dave, what do you think? Um, I I don't see it happening. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm done beating that dead horse. It's been discussed and done to death. You know, Christ, Kim Kardashian cracked the internet. I think the internet cracked. Talking about. You know, John Cena turning heel. It's not going to happen. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm done. Uh, I agree. I agree with Dave there 100. percent It's uh, definitely, definitely not going to happen. And one of the things I would love to see may not be announced tonight, but might be uh, a couple weeks down the road. You know, what are the what are the chances of uh, Sting becoming the Raw General Manager? I mean, I heard you guys say something about maybe Sting Triple H. At WrestleMania, maybe Sting the Undertaker. I think, in my opinion, I think Sting and Undertaker will kind of like lose its luster a little bit because they're way up in their careers. The Undertaker is very injury prone. He's, I, I guess, he's not doing too well. Nobody's seen him or heard from him. And with the Sting last night with Triple H, I think he'd get a, he'd get a bigger uh, revenue and a bigger crowd reaction with Sting against Triple H at WrestleMania. Well, to me, like Sting, Sting Taker, and I've said this before. I, I think the match is going to be would be subpar, but the the lead in would be great. Those two characters, the 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 moments, the promos, the lighting, the music. I mean, everything that those two characters would do leading up to a match would be incredibly entertaining. I think the match would not nearly deliver on the hype. Uh, before the match, I agree. I think the the Triple H Sting would be a better match. Um, I, I think it's within reason that um, Sting could be a candidate, perhaps uh, for for a Raw GM or or some sort of authority figure. I I would say no, only because I think that Sting's going to have a very part time schedule, and to be like a GM or authority figure, I think they're going to want to see the person. Uh, more often than not, so I don't think we'll make him... I mean, we already have an absentee champion. I don't think we need someone who's going to be the GM who's going to show up once a month as the GM, so I 
I don't think we're going to see Stink that often, so I would I would bet against him being the GM. The other thing that, especially coming out of last night, I am curious if they're going to do something like, you know, when Stink showed up and went went up uh, against or was going after the NWO, and uh, for a long period of time he didn't say anything. And I kind of got that impression last night, the way he just kind of stared at Triple H, said, we may go a while without hearing from Sting, and then eventually Sting will be like, oh, next week on Raw, Sting finally speaks. Um, so, again, I agree with you. I think he'd be a candidate uh, for GM, but I, I don't I, I don't think, if I was going to bet on someone, I, I wouldn't bet on Sting. What do you think, Dave? Um, as far as, you know, the, the, the authority figure possibly Sting being the GM, I do agree with you. I don't think, um, I, I think that's a role that's going to need to be seen more often than not. So um, it, it would be cool in theory, but unless he wants to work a, a semi-full-time schedule or, or be, you know, be on TV, you know, two to three times a month, maybe even possibly four if you want to count pay-per-views, then, you know, then that's cool. But, um I don't think that's going to happen. And as far as seeing Undertaker goes, uh, I think build up for it. Let me just put it to you this way. Simplify this for, for everybody. The foreplay will be phenomenal. The sex will be disappointing. I'll leave it at that. All right, guys. Hey, guys, it was great talking to you. If I don't get a chance to, you know, talk to you again on Facebook or whatever, you guys, uh, Ken, you and Michelle, Dave, Dave, you and Nicole, you guys have a great Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll talk to you later on. You too. Have a great thanks, Timmy. Thanks for the call. Right. Thank, Thank you very much. Right. Yep. Bye-bye. Take it easy. There we go. We're just going to go call to call. As we got Tony who's been on hold for a while. Tony, are you there? I'm here. Yeah, hopefully my phone will last. Uh, How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. Yeah, I, I thought the Survivor Series last night was really uh, – I, I thought that they did a good job at the end. I was really uh, – you know, I like the outcome. My guy, I, I think Dolph Ziggler had his, like, one of his best performances – you know, ever. I mean, it's like, you know, like, he really, they finished, you know, like, the back and forth with him and Rollins, and they go, you know, it's like the whole, you know, him kicking out and, the you know, of the near the near falls and all that stuff that they were doing and the spot where he got out, he got off the table and Rusev went through and he got in before the before the 10 count and, you know, the stuff, all the stuff at the end, you know, and it was just, you know, uh, Ziggler really, I mean, you know, it's like, he used the name to show off. I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, he really, you know, I think it's definitely aimed here, you know, because he really, he really did. I, I, I think he stole the, he stole the, he stole the, the match, definitely, you know, and, um, you know, uh, I thought a lot of the match was good, you know, I mean, I, I think Grown when Big Show knocked out Cena and turned heel, I think that makes sense. Even Triple H pulling out the referees, it kind of felt like a Jeff Jarrett TNA match, you know, when they were doing that. And when Sting came out, it was just like, you know, I mean, I knew it had to happen. You know, it's like I knew he was going to come out, but it was just like, oh, yeah. It was like, you know, it was, it was just great. And, and fortunately, I had the sound off or very low, so I did not hear the, uh, the so-called commentators yapping away. So I was actually able to enjoy it. Yeah, man, I mean, I thought that, you know, the last match was really good. Uh, you know, a few good points. Yeah, I mean, the positive side... It was a great night for Dolph Ziggler. Um, you know, he really got to showcase how talented he was in, in a you know big time main event and one of the big four pay per views. Uh, you know, it was a good moment for him. It was a great moment for him. Um, you know, in a in a situation where you were you would expect if you were going to to structure 
uh, the match, they're going to write the match that John Cena would be inserted in that role uh, to, to bring home, bring it home for his team. And they, you know, creative, you know, let Ziggler be the guy to save the day. And I thought it was a really big deal uh, for Dolph Ziggler. Um, the the Big Show thing, yeah, man. I mean, I, I I like Big Show. I mean, I think Big Show, you know, he brings a lot to the table. Um, he's a good big man. I mean, anytime you know in pro wrestling. You got a, a guy his size. I mean, it's it's you know it's an attraction, but holy cow! I mean, this guy like face heel, face heel. I mean, it seems like every couple months he's he's flip flopping. I'm curious. He's one of the guys I'm really curious about what we're going to see tonight because he kind of turned heel, but it, it seemed like he was reluctant. He wasn't like a real, um, you know. Oh, now I'm a bad guy. Um, you know, it's kind of like yeah, I did it. And I'll shake hands. But he didn't look happy about it. It wasn't like, yeah, now I'm part of the authority. And he just walked away. Um, and it's it's a it's an interesting dynamic for that character because essentially when you think about it, Big Show turned heel and joined a faction that doesn't exist anymore. So it's it's an interesting kind of, you know, where where exactly does that character lie? I mean, essentially you think tonight there will be no more authority. Um, so, I mean, is this go the obvious direction and, and we see a, a scene a big show program uh what's what's uh big show's explanation is it uh one of uh, a contrite apology and i just i needed to keep my job sorry or do we get a you know another badass giant type heel um i don't know but you know tony i just feel like uh you know it's like every couple of months uh big show seems to be flip-flopping what side of the fence he's on yeah, they do. They do flip-flop him a lot. And like you said, it didn't really make sense that he, you know, joined the heel faction and then, then they wound up losing. And it was just, it was so weird because it was like, they, you know, it's like they had Big Show under their, uh, you know, they were blackmailing him before already. You know, it's like he was doing everything that, you know, that uh, they were making him do, you know, be a heel. They did it already. It didn't really make any sense. So it's, you know, as so I guess we're going to get a scene of Seen a Big Show match at TLC, maybe I don't know, but um, I do, uh, you know, it's it, yeah, and, you know, especially since they just they just turned Mark, Mark Henry just turned heel on him to have Big Show turn heel right away. It's like it, it just didn't make it, it. It was just really, you know, it, it just kind of just came out of nowhere. It was just like kind of weak, but uh, I, I do know, you know, the, the one thing I I got getting back to Ziggler, I think he should be, I I think he should be the guy who beats Brock Lesnar for the title at WrestleMania. Really? You really? You think Ziggler? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, well, I, there is a potential spoiler that uh, I don't know if he's going to be on the show, but Daniel Bryan's backstage at Raw. But I don't know if they're going to have him beat Lesnar at WrestleMania if he can even go again. But I don't know. I mean, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I, hopefully if they do a good job with Ziggler, I think, you know, I I think well, you know why not put the why not have him you know, win the belt at WrestleMania? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, you know, for me, and I guess it's it's my wrestling fandom. I mean, to me, you have this this big hulking figure who, uh, you know, ended the streak and and you know and the streak of a guy who's uh, you know seven foot or another you know enormous <laughs> monster. I. Uh, for me as a fan, I still kind of feel like the guy who beats Lesnar should be uh, a big guy. Now, that being said, I think Ziggler-Brock would be a very entertaining match. 
Um, I would lean towards wanting a, a big guy, but, you know, this is a good jumping-off point for the character of Dolph Ziggler, so uh, it's an interesting prospect to see if that's the direction that they go. And I'm curious, Dave, your thoughts, if they went uh, in the direction of Ziggler versus Brock. Well, it, it would it would be a hell of a David versus Goliath because, you know, Brock's a monster, but Ziggler, Ziggler can bump and he can bump around and he could he can definitely make Brock look like, you know, a million times more of a monster than he already does. I think it would be an interesting uh, an, an interesting idea. Um, I don't know as far as beating him goes. Um, I don't know. I'm still I'm still undecided on that. I think you know. I think I think it would be believable, but you would have to really like keep Ziggler, uh, you know, on an even playing field now. Like like starting from tonight going into WrestleMania, he'd have to be like Super Cena. It'd be Super Ziggler, you know. Just kind of mowing through guys, winning the rumble, um, you know, coming coming so close to to you know losing a match, but you know finding that way to win, almost kind of like the 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 the, the Daniel Bryan build that they had a few years ago with 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 Bryan, and 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 build off of that to get him ready for Lesnar, to make him a, a credible threat and a challenge to Lesnar. Um, I'd like to see it, but I don't think they're going to pull the trigger on that. And as far as Daniel Bryan goes, Tony, you mentioned, I mean, we don't know if he's going to be on the show, but, you know, we that's another name, too, that we talked to, you know, that, 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 that we've talked about that could have potential to be the new authority figure. I mean, they don't know when he's going to come back, you know, in ring-wise. Maybe this is a role that they give Daniel Bryan to be the new boss, and wouldn't it be apropos that Daniel Bryan is in charge of wrestling operations for WWE and replacing the authority, the same group that made his life a living hell. I mean, I, I kind of have a feeling that's the direction they're going to go in now that that news had just leaked. That's too bad. Might not be bad. I actually didn't think of that. That's pretty, it's, it might be, I don't know, that might be the way they go with, with uh, Daniel Bryan if he can't, you know, if he can't get back to the ring. You know, but uh, so, yeah, so like I said, overall, I, I thought the show was really good last night. You know, I mean, I I think I would, you know, and as far as who I'd want to see, I'd rather see, you know, Sting go up against WrestleMania. I think it would be Triple H because Sting would have to, you know, it's like his first match in WWE and it'd be a WrestleMania. You know, it's like I I think that, you know, they have to have him win. And, you know, you wouldn't want to have Undertaker lose two WrestleManias in a row. So I, I think Triple H would be a better guy, better, you know, he, he can, he can, Put, you know, he can he can be the guy that loses to uh, Sting on the uh, in Mania. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I, mean, I, I I think that's the the way to go. I I really yeah. There's no to me. There's no suspense. If if it's Sting Taker at WrestleMania, Taker's winning that match. There's no suspense in the in the outcome, and you would almost accept that if you knew that those guys would put on a five star classic. But I I have my doubts how good the match would be as well. So I as much again. I I think the build would be awesome. I think if if you had Sting Taker, uh, you know every Raw leading up to WrestleMania with the two of them would be kick ass. I think it would be a lot of fun. The road to WrestleMania, I just think that that, that you know they they would take you up to like the pinnacle of of what you wanted to see. And I, to me, speculating, I think the match would leave you flat. Tony, as always, thanks for the call. Lots of good stuff. Uh, I probably won't talk to you. Obviously, I'll hopefully talk to you next week. But if we don't talk to you, have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next Monday. All right, thanks. You have a great Thanksgiving, too, both of you. Take it easy, both. Thanks, Thank you, man. Thanks. 
our, our, our callers are kicked ass. They guys continue to be patient on hold. It's like everybody called at the exact same time. So people have been on hold for a while. So let's go back out. We're out to Dank now. Dank is on the line. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, gentlemen. It's good to be back. It's good to have with back. A, yeah, I found myself with a free Monday night because the uh, teacher was nice enough to uh, give us a week off for Thanksgiving. So I'm like, what better thing to do than give the guys a call? Yay. Especially on the heels of the pay-per-view last night. I didn't watch it live. I was actually going to this morning and watch it. And then I saw the picture on Facebook. And picture that I never thought I would see. But there's Triple H. And it was 1 o'clock in the morning. I fired up the PlayStation. I'm like, I got to watch this like right now. I cannot wait till this is tomorrow. And whether you are a big Sting fan or whether you are not, like you guys said, it's one of those, you know, for how many years now have we said, let's get Sting in here. Let's, you know, we would love to see Sting against this person, against that person. And now we have him. And now that we have him, where do we go? You know, it seems to be the question that it's like not only like so much happened and it's like so many questions, you know, it's like they, they closed the book with the authority. They closed that chapter. But by closing that chapter, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, my God, now it's like I haven't watched Raw in about two and a half, almost three months. I plan on watching it tonight because I want to. There's those questions that I need to have answered. And whether they answer them tonight or not, it's like it was a perfect to get hooked on again. And I don't know if you guys caught it or not, and I want to say it was Michael Cole that, if I'm not mistaken, Sting was with Tier Impact before this, right? And yeah. one of the first words that came out of Michael Cole's voice was, oh, my God, Sting is here. What an impact. And I thought, coincidence? Don't know. But if it's not, it was very well written. It was almost like that last jab at TNA where it's like, look who we have now. And it's like, oh, I don't know. To me, maybe I read into it more than I should have. But the fact that they used that specific word, and it just happens to be the company name that he came from, seemed a little bit more than just a coincidence. But now it's like, okay, who is going to run this? You know, it's like, where do we go with Sting? What's going to happen with Triple I would love to see Triple H and Sting. Would love to see it. And I honestly think that it's going to happen maybe not maybe a little earlier than that. But I think it's going to be a really good match. Um, I don't know. You guys, you guys have been stipulating all night, you know, between all the questions that I want to talk about, you guys already covered. So I'm like, oh, my God, where do I go from here now? But... Um, I don't know. I I'm gl- I am glad that I decided to watch it. I'm glad that the Sting is finally here. And by the same token, this is not to beat a dead horse. But how many times have we said Sting will never come to WWE? Sting will never come. There's no way he'll ever come here, especially over the years. Now that Sting is here, is it truly possible that Cena will never turn heel? Think about that, though. I'm just going to leave you guys with that. I know it's, you know, like I said, you guys already covered it. 
but it's one of those we never say never because even when we thought the impossible of Sting coming to this company has now happened, now is Cena turning heel really that far-fetched after all? We always thought Taker was never going to lose at WrestleMania. There's no way Taker will ever lose that streak. He will retire undefeated. He'll be the only one to ever do it. Look what that happened. I don't know. I think that you know, there will come the day where they will be so desperate for a storyline, they will be so desperate to like get something new that Cena will turn heel. And I will hold on to that thought, and I'll leave you guys with that. Happy Thanksgiving, guys, because I probably won't get a hold of you guys before then. And I'll try my best to give you a call again next week. Cool. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Good stuff, as always. I'll talk Thank to you Thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving to you. You too, Dave, especially you and your family. Take it easy, Thank brother. You. Good night. Bye-bye. So, Dank, you know, it's funny with Dank. And, and one of the things that I think, you know, with with wrestling in the WWE, and, and I know, you know, his idea that there are, like, nevers. Uh, Sting will never come. Taker will never lose. And, you know, saying Cena's never going to turn heel. And, you know, you take never with a grain of salt. I, to me, like, the thing with John Cena is it's business. It's not creative. And that's where I think, you know, people who, who talk about the John Cena heel turn need to kind of, you know, take things with a grain of salt because it's it's not really what happens on camera, if it was just creative, yeah, it makes sense. You know, turn that character heel. It's about time. He's been a face forever. But what it is 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 the WWE now looks at themselves as a global entertainment company, and it's not just a creative decision. Taker losing at WrestleMania is a creative decision. Uh, that's all it is. You know, uh, uh, an important one, but it's creative. Um, Sting coming to the WWE is Sting deciding to sign on the dotted line. WWE has gone after him before he finally decided, hey, I could use a big fat WWE paycheck, so he came over. Um, John Cena is a guy who is the face of the WWE, and not just on camera, but every place else. And, he, he you know, between the, the meeting with the kids and, and the going to the hospitals and the running around doing the talk show thing and then everything he does, as far as a company guy, they're going to keep him a good guy. They're going to keep him a nice guy. And until they find a guy that can maintain that schedule, that I mean, you look at John Cena. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. He's an all-American-looking guy. Uh, he fits well. I mean, you put him on. You know, a John Cena shows up on The View, and people who know nothing about wrestling are drawn to John Cena. And I think it's really all the business ventures outside of what happens on TV that will continue to keep John Cena a face. He's, and, and until they find that guy that is an all-American boy who can maintain that sort of schedule, who is that personable, and who can outsell merch-wise, I don't think we're ever going to see it. And that's why, you know, you look at John Cena right now, and he's in his late 30s. Um, you know, how many years does he have left as, a, as an active, active competitor? Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe de- way down the road a piece, maybe he's part-time and he goes heel. But I just think it's really, it's, it, you know, Dave, it's, it's one of those things that I think you gotta you got to look at the John Cena character in a broader scope, and it's it's the business aspect. That's what it is about him. Creatively, it makes perfect sense. Turn the guy. It, it, it makes it more interesting, but... The WWE, stop looking at them as a wrestling program. They want to be a global 
entertainment company, and John Cena is is the the global marketing face on the company, and that's why uh, I don't think we'll ever see him turn heel. What do you think of that, Dave? Uh, It's strictly business, like you said. Um, Until they find somebody that's got the right look, that, that, that suits their needs, that can sustain that schedule, and that could do what John Cena does and possibly even more, they're going to keep John Cena in the position that he's in. Bottom line, I, I, like I said earlier, I'm done beating this dead horse. I mean, Dang made some great points. You know, never say never. We never thought Sting would be there. We never thought the streak would end. But you know what? Like you said, it's a business. It's not just a wrestling company. It's a business. And what is, I hate to use that term, best for business is keeping John Cena in the role he's in. And I think, you know, years ago, I would have said, yeah, they, they need to pull the trigger and turn him heel because this act is getting old. But you know what? You know what makes it, you know what makes John Cena so, I wouldn't say great, but so interesting as a character to me is that he stays the same and goes against the grain and the people still boo him. And then the interaction that he has, I mean, come on, let's face it. You know, you and I, we've gone to a few WrestleManias together and, and Cena a lot of fans will think he's crammed down our throats, which at times can be the case. But you go to WrestleMania, man. Like, for instance, the, 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 the WrestleMania he main evented in Atlanta against The Miz, which was probably one of the worst main events in the history of WrestleMania. You know, they weren't chanting for The Miz. They weren't chanting for The Rock. They were chanting for, you know, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. And that was before the, that was before the show even started and people filing into the building. So he's... No matter what anybody says, how popular he is or how unpopular he is, that's proof right there that the doors the doors open, the show didn't even start, and there's already people chanting whether they love him or they hate him. He gets a reaction. He's going to be on TV. People just need to quit it and just shut the F up. I've had it with hearing about this John Cena heel turn and what they need to do with him. Like, God, like it's, 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 it's nauseating at times. <laughs> what, I, you know, what I think is funny with that is that people can't, you know, Look beyond the, the the TV product. I mean, that's that's what I find intriguing. That you know, I, I think for both of us, yeah, as, as a character, it, it just it you know it would have made sense at some point. But they're they're a global entertainment entity, and and you know why are you going to take you know essentially your your worldwide ambassador and, and make him an asshole? I mean, it, to me, it's just it. It's it's a business decision, and, and it makes perfect sense. If you can pull yourself out, I mean, if you're a CEO of the WWE and you see that John Cena is, you know, resonating with non-wrestling uh, crowds all over the world, um, you know, that he can do just about anything, that he keeps himself healthy, um, you know, that, that look at how the company has grown um, since he's been the guy uh, at, at the top of the heap. Uh, to me, like, if it's ain't, it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's why as much as you might look at it as stale creatively, um, you know, the John Cena thing right now as a business, uh, as a CEO, that's something you, you just don't change right now. Um, so, you know, that, that's the thing. It's, 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 a diff- it's different. You've got to look at the John Cena thing beyond just creative. It, it's not just a creative decision. Here, here's the perfect analogy for this. Here's how I look at it. You can and, and people can agree and disagree with me. I really don't care. But Walt Disney and Disney, you know, the, the the Walt Disney brand, okay, has been associated with Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse as together as a couple. 
okay? Has Mickey Mouse ever dumped Minnie or has Minnie ever dumped Mickey? No, they've always been together and associated with the Walt Disney brand because that's what sells. That's what people are accustomed to, okay? So they're not going to go against the grain and have Mickey turn heel on his gold lady and start dating, you know, the, the spawn of Donald Duck or whatever because it's, because that's what people don't want to see. They want to see, you know, I, I don't know. That, that, that's, not, that's how I, I, I perceive it as. John Cena's in the role he's in because it fits, it makes sense, it makes money, okay? And Walt Disney makes money based on, you know, yes, they're colorful characters, but nobody wants to see Mickey and Minnie split up. They want to see them together. Exactly. I, period. John, so John Cena equals Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Which I, I would oh, bet no, a, lot I, of the, I, a lot of the internet would agree. Yeah, I probably have just, like, caused a riot in some kid's basement <laughs> now. Some thirty-five-year-old kid that lives in his basement that still that, that still thinks it's real, you know, he's probably tearing his basement apart. His mother's probably wondering what the hell's going on. Uh, oh, anyway, Christ, I, I digress. It's fine. Let's let's go back out to the phones. Let's let's get all of this. And we got Mike on the line. Mike, how you doing this evening? Did you say Speaking real? Did you say Speaking real? Speaking of Mickey said, Mouse. <laughs> hey, by the way, John Cena's turning heel 2015. Remember where you heard it from? Okay. Creative control is uh, create. Creative control is uh, is work. Creative is working on that now as we speak. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Mickey Mouse, I've been dating Minnie for a long time, and I'm getting ready to go on to moving on to Daisy now. Uh, da- Daisy Duck. That's her name. Daisy. Oh, yeah. Not the squaw, but Donald Duck. I was about to Hey, I'm the man, you know? Hey, let me tell you something about Sting, okay? Tell us something about Sting. Sting, let me tell you something about Sting, brother. Sting is a piece of garbage. He should not be putting his hands on Triple H. But you know what, WrestleMania? You guys are wrong. WrestleMania is going to be Sting versus Triple H. Okay. You wait, 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 wait. Why are we wrong? We we said that like that we could see that happen. And, you, and, Dan, and, and and Ken, you said that Sting didn't get involved. You said the only thing he did was hit was hit Triple H. No, the, uh, put his name on Triple H. No, the, 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 he cost. He put he put what's his name on top of what's his name? He put Ziggler on top of um Seth Rollins. It's terrible. Yeah, you tell yeah. him about what's his name. <laughs> I, oh, I, I corrected myself. I said Ziggler on top of Rollins. I, I get that. I just, I meant that like, he, but he didn't really, you know, they were already unconscious. All right, he, he put one body on top of the other, but he really didn't, you know, he didn't go after it. He went after Triple H. So, and hey, I, agree I say with, Hulk, I, I say Hulk Hogan cuts a promo about this with Triple H. Like, I, I say Triple H asks Hogan for advice. Like, what do you do against Sting? You know, and Triple H, man, he said to Sting, what the F are you doing here? I did. That's, I'm so glad you brought that up. I caught that. We, we had like again, like I said earlier in the show, we had a living. Our living room was packed. It was a sellout at, at yeah. the Ken Reedy, Reedy Show Arena. Um, All right. But yeah, like the whole the whole living room. Like as soon as Sting walked in, and and the, the camera just was right on Triple H's face, and you just saw mm-hmm. what the f are you doing here? I was like, that was <laughs> awesome. Hey, I Not got a PG. pick right last. I got a pick right last night. I picked it. I called it. Miss Dow. They won. Yeah, I didn't. I got so nothing right last night. Dave got that. No, Mike got that. I called it. I said the comedy team's going to win, and they won. Damn, I'm and I, I, I thought that was a real good match, too. I thought, you know, I I agree like Dave said it last night. I, I agree with Dave. I think uh, 
Now we agree with Dave. We agree with Dave. Dave's the man. We know. We love Dave. He's the best. Happy Thanksgiving to Dave. We love him, baby. We love Dave. <laughs> what are you, are you <laughs> on or off your meds tonight? I'm off. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Look out, world. Great. You never know what I'm going to drop the pipe bomb, man. Great. This is going to be recorded and brought to some local police station out in Hackensack, Jersey, or wherever the hell you're from. We're going to be accessories to some sort of crime that you're about to commit because you're not on your meds. I'm from the street. I'm from the streets of dreams, baby. I'm from the streets of dreams. I think he's kind yeah, of... Yeah, maybe it might be a wet dream. Hey, on uh, the fall, the, the fall. I don't know, but the fall guy reference was referenced last night. They had a fall guy reference. I was, I was uh, pretty psyched about that. I was pretty psyched they actually brought up Cult Seavers. I loved that show as a kid. Well, so. you know, you love that show, uh, Ken. I know you do. So uh, that's a big, that's a big series. You know, they should make a. T- By the way, they should make a T-shirt. Never give up, Dolph Ziggler. That guy is crazy. He is, man. I mean, I, I again, like you know, in in that sort of setting, uh, for for Dolph Ziggler to be the one that saved the day, I thought it. Uh, I, I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, I'm Dolph curious, didn't sure save the day, by the way. No, Dolph didn't save the day. Sting saved the day. If it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for that painted faced moron who puts his hands on Triple H, now he's gonna, now it's gonna be the bat, which he didn't have the bat last night. I guess he left it in the back. The bat. Versus uh, the, the the sledgehammer. There you go. We're gonna have a batten and sledgehammer on a pole match with the. Two he of didn't them. have it. I don't know. He didn't have it last night. By the way, so are we gonna see? Are we gonna see the Big Show versus John Cena for the upteen time now? Is that where we're headed? I think that, and I think they're gonna call oh. it that. They're gonna call it the upteenth match. Stinks, yeah, man. Really, I mean, creative up-teenth needs to do up-teenth something. Upteenth on a pole match. Hey, well, somebody you know, said Dolph Ziggler last night. Well, go ahead, sorry. But there's there's a quick turnaround, so I do think you know I I'm hoping for something out of the box. <laughs> but if I had to bet, yeah, I think I think we're going to see seeing a big show. I, I think I, to me it's it's a quick turnaround to the next pay per view. Um, what are they going to? Obviously, I think we're, you know Cena's going to be on the pay per view. Um, to me, it's I, I don't know. I just I have I have my doubts. They're going to give us you know a curveball. Uh, I, I feel like that's what we're, we're going to see next pay-per-view. I mean, uh, Dave, do you see them going in any other direction? I just think, it, you know, when it's this quick a turnaround, we're, we're going to get the obvious. Ooh. Yeah, I have a feeling that's where they're going to go. But I think in the long run, I think with, with this with, with Big Show, I think that turn, I didn't like it. I was like, he's done this a million times. They're going to go back to him and Tina. I don't really care for it. I I. I, I but looking back on it, and after I watched it this morning, I thought to myself, okay, they were in a dire situation. It was three on two. Granted, Ziggler wasn't eliminated. He was out on the floor. Um, but it was three on two, and looked, you know, to me, the only explanation that would make sense to me is to, for Big Show to say, you know, our future was looking bleak as a team, and I had to do what I had to do to, to cover my own ass. You know, and, and that's why he did what he did. And then, and that eventually would turn into you know the people still resenting him and hating him for it, which would then add the chip on his shoulder. Then just start going through the rest of Team Cena. He could start a program with Rowan. Hell, he could start something with Big Show or with Ziggler, um, and his towards his marks to WrestleMania. So um, with that turn, I just didn't really. Uh, you know, I didn't really care for it. But unfortunately, you know, we're only three weeks from the next event. You know, TLC. So. It wouldn't shock me if they had a match of some kind between the two of them. Um, but, you know, it's, 
uh, I guess that's you know. I, I just want I just want there to be a good explanation for this tonight because everything his character has gone through between you know getting his house you know taken away from the authority, going bankrupt, getting fired, getting humiliated, all the stuff that he had to do, you know, and him joining the authority and during Team Cena to face the authority in the first place because of those reasons. I just don't see any reason him being on the authority side. So I think this was one of those turns that was like. He was reluctant, but he had to do it, and, you know, then, you know, we'll go from there. Hey, I got another question for the both of you. You guys are, are big-time wrestling fans, um, and, you know, you, know, you guys, well, well, you have a show, and you and you like wrestling, and, and you talk about wrestling, and you guys know somewhat about, well, you guys know everything about wrestling, but my point Good is answer. discrimination. <laughs> Okay, discrimination in wrestling, I think it's disgusting. Uh, there's a uh, organization out there, which I'm not going to name names because I'm not that kind of a guy. They put together an 18th anniversary show. They have all these, these, these stars on there, Kurt Angle, everybody, you know, all these stars. They don't book my best friend because of his age. And I contacted the owner of this company because I think, I think they're, they're missing something. When I heard oh, that my when I heard that my best friend didn't make the card because of his age, it kind of hurt me because you know we're like I said we're best friends for years, and you know we're actually I'm coming back to the ring because I'm coming back to the ring under a new name called Sexy Beard because I'm going to be managing oh a I'm going to be managing a team called the Three B's: big, beautiful, and bad, and. And uh, the the independent wrestlers are going to be Magic, which is a, which everybody knows he's a good friend of mine. Sonny, this guy Sonny, he's great. Sonny's great. And my old ex clan member Sin, Sinister, really really good guy. But anyway, these 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 promoters out there have been contacting me. Uh, we're going to get we're going to get some good independent wrestling shows. We're going to be doing some good ones, but the problem that I'm having is with this other organization. When I find out that that Magic busted his butt to help make this place a big, you know, you know, big big promotion, and not to have him is a disrespect, a slap in the face. Now I told Magic that I would never go to another organization show that they have because I find them disgusting. And Pro Wrestling Syndicate, somehow, I guess they found out about it, and uh, and they call me a hero. I love it. They call right. me a hero. They're telling me you're speaking up against this company. The only reason why they call me a hero because they're in competition with this company. But my oh, question to you is, my question to you is, Ken and Dave, I'm going to let you talk now. You can have the floor back. What do you think about discrimination, and what do you think about Magic Page? I mean, God, the guy is a great wrestler. Well, I, I mean, I, you know, a lot of, I mean, I know even the WWE has a policy on, on age. I mean, you know, some some organizations just want to keep the product young. I mean, yeah, I guess it is discrimination, but there's, you know, in, in these sort of products, there's always going to be some sort of discrimination. I mean, in wrestling as a whole. Uh, you know, for years there's been discrimination, there's been racism, there's, uh, you know, it, it just, it is what it is. Um, you know, good for you for sticking up for Magic. Um, 
The thing is, you just there's, there's so many independents out there. I would say if you feel like one is is not treating you right, then uh, you know, screw them and and, and go elsewhere. You know, it's just uh, it's just the way it is. You know, I feel he 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 wrestles on everybody else's show. The guy's on everybody else's show. The guy made a name for himself in BWO, U.S. champion. The guy was a world champion, tag team champion. Good wrestler, great guy. He beat everybody that BWO threw in front of him, except for Steve Off, because I think Steve Off was afraid to wrestle magic. But anyway, um, all these guys they wrestle magic, and everybody that loves and everybody loves magic. And everybody said to me, "How could you sit there and not say nothing?" And I said, "You know what? I'm speaking out against this because this is not right." Now you got me all pissed off. Now you know. Now they got me. Not you, but now they all got me all mad. They, they got me upset. And I decided to do something about it, Ken and Dave, because that's the kind of guy I am. I'm a fighter. You know, hey, I was discriminated by BWO and them. BWO, well, not that they discriminated me, but they said, Mikey, you can't come out to the ring. Mikey, you can't be in the back, you know, when you're not on our roster. Mikey, you can't do this. Mikey, you can't do that. And you know what Mikey did? Mikey went out there and busted his butt to make these people like me to make these people in the wrestling business respect me. And, you know, Preacher, I love the guy. I love them all. I have nothing bad to say about BWO. They are the best. But when it comes to this other organization, they just didn't want to give Magic the time of day, and Magic deserves it because he's a great guy. He does. What do you think, Dave? Dave, I want to hear from Dave. Dave, speak. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I can't really comment on the situation because I don't know all the parties involved. But, I mean, like, like... like Ken said, if there's so many independent organizations out there, if one's not treating you right, you could always get booked somewhere else. So that 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 that's how I look at it. And you're you're a good friend for standing up for your friend, but it's the wrestling business. It's it's a it's a cutthroat business, and I'm sure you knew that going into it. So that's, that's oh, all. I've it. known that. Going, you're right. I've known that going into it. I've wrestled before. I bled. I bled in the ring before. I wrestled when I wasn't supposed to to wrestle in the ring. I I beat a couple of people in ECPW. I have a, you know, pretty good knowledge. You're right. But, and there are a lot of organizations. But my problem is, is that this organization, when I spoke to the owner and and, and I heard what he had to say back, um, it was just appalling to me when I heard about Magic Sage. I said, because you know what? You, You don't have an icon. You don't have a legend. And this guy's a legend, an icon. This guy is is one of the best guys. So the fans that don't know, the fans out there, your fans that don't know anything about my friend Magic. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff you could look up. Magic, Magic's in a lot of these organizations. He wrestles for UWA Elite. He wrestles for the BWO, Body Slam Wrestling Organization. He wrestles for he wrestles for JAPW. He wrestles for all these organizations out there. He. You know, and that's the whole the whole idea is you got to get behind. If you had a friend and they told your friend, if they t- if you had a friend and they told your friend he was too old, you'd be on a radio show upset. You'd be you'd be you you'd be protesting. You'd be doing what you could do for him. Well, again, yeah, I think it's good that you're, you're uh, sticking up for a friend and and you know what I mean continue fighting the good fight and hopefully you. Uh, whether it's with that organization or you find someplace else to kind of hang your hat, um, you know, you do what you can to stick up for your friend, and that's uh, a good good thing to do. It, it, it's scary uh, that he get... goes, but he, 
But the guy goes to the, here's this, Magic goes to the show, he goes to the anniversary show, sits, sits in the audience, and you know what the audience chants? Magic's going to kill you, Magic, Magic's not even wrestling, and they're chanting Magic's going to kill you. They're chanting well, you know, Magic. Well, maybe he should keep showing up to the show, and then they'll have to, uh, they have to book him because the, the fans want it, but... You I know, don't think they're ever going to book him again. I don't. I think they're done with him. I think that's what happened. You know, Mag- Magic was their tag team champion at one time, and the next week Magic was working the door as security guard. <laughs> well, then screw him. Then screw him. Go elsewhere. Just, just, just exactly. Make, we make will a take this elsewhere. Hey, Good did you guys know? By the way, your fans and did everybody know Magic used to wrestle in the WWE? Magic wrestled. Yeah, I think you've mentioned that. Yeah, I don't, know, and, I, I don't think I've ever seen him, but I think well, I think you know if nothing else, Magic as as a wrestler and as someone uh, you know having an advocate, he should uh, be thankful to have you as a friend. And uh, before we let you go, I got to say you know we won't talk to you beforehand. We'll talk to you next Monday. But have a great Thanksgiving uh, this Thursday, and uh, as always, a great call. And uh, look forward to talking to you next Monday. I look forward to talking to you and guys and. Uh, I look forward to getting out there with the people, and uh, the sex- sexy beer, like I said, is coming uh, in 2015. Thanks uh, a lot. Happy we'll Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, and Dave, don't eat too much turkey, brother. I'll speak to you soon, man. Take it easy, guys. Uh, thank uh, you very you- much. I won't be eating, so. And then they're in <laughs> going up the rails that. on a crazy train. I think I need better after that phone call. <laughs> Well, with about five minutes left, I mean, I, I wanted to get into and, uh, well, you know, do it quick. Uh, you know, coming out of the, the, the main event last night, um, I, I think it was good for a number of reasons, and a lot of people came out looking good. Um, I'm curious to see what they're going to do at Ryback because, uh, um, you know, looking strong going in, didn't look real strong in the match last night. Or was it kind of a, a, a quick push and Ryback's going to be kind of, you know, pushed back down the card a bit? Um, I, I think that's interesting. But what I really want to talk about is Ziggler and these next couple minutes that we have, Dave. Um, you know, if Ziggler was the one to turn heel, you think immediately you put Ziggler in a feud with John Cena. Ziggler has moved to the main event status, and we see where he goes from there. It's interesting, like, with the authority dismantled, Ziggler the big hero momentarily, where do you go with him now? Like, maybe you build towards Brock Lesnar. And that's a conversation for another day. But right now, tonight on Monday Night Raw, where do you go with with Ziggler? Who is Ziggler wrestle next month at TLC? I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I would, <clears throat> I'd throw him. To be honest with you, I would set up some kind of, you know, number one contenders ladder match maybe for the TLC pay per view and have him be a part of it. Maybe you throw him in there with Rollins. Maybe you know. You know, Rollins has Rollins has hurt a lot of guys. Um, you know, on his road to you know, you know, hopefully him eventually becoming WWE champion. Since he's been the Money in the Bank holder, you know, what if whoever this new general manager is, uh, what if this GM puts Rollins forces Rollins to put his Money in the Bank contract on the line in some form of a ladder match against like Ziggler or maybe even returning Orton or maybe both of them in a triple threat. Um, you know, to to kind of you know uh, even out the playing field for you know for for uh, you know this this new GM. Which speaking of, I just read that John Cena 
on tonight's Raw is going to select the new general manager, and there will be a farewell address from the authority. So that's some, those are two, th- two segments we you know have to look forward to. But as far as Ziggler goes, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they threw him in some kind of number one contenders match because he was the sole survivor. Um, like you said, a heel turn would automatically put him against Cena. But now I don't know exactly where you go with him, which is, which is strange. I mean, I guess you could throw him with Harper, but they might throw Harper against Rowan for the Intercontinental title. Maybe he gets fed to Rusev. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm, in, I'm interested in where Ziggler goes from here tonight because he, he was the star of last night's match. Yeah, and it, I mean, you start to think, and again, creative recently doesn't instill the utmost of confidence. You know, is it a is it a one time deal? And Ziggler had his moment in the sun last night, or is this something that they're going to build on? Um, you know, I hope they're going to build on it. A, a guy with with uh, you know, like we said before, all the talent in the world. Um, you, you hope they're going to they're going to build towards something big with him. Um, you know, it remains to be seen where exactly they're going to go. And and on the other side of the the, the pendulum, and I spoke about it briefly, uh, Ryback. Um, you know, a character that uh, built to look strong. I mean, real strong over the past couple weeks. And, and when the money's on the line, did did not perform. Very curious where they go with the Ryback character, Dave. Well, it, you know, he was a sought-out free agent for both teams, you know, to, to you know tip the scales in, in, in their respective teams' favors. And he eventually sided with Team Cena, and he was made to be a big player. On Team Cena, he was the first person on Team Cena eliminated, and a lot. And you know, I, I've been reading a lot of comments on message boards and, and social media that you know, well, Ryback's push is dead. I don't necessarily see that. I think Ryback will still be pushed in a direction to be at the top of the card because it took two guys to eliminate him. He was that much of a threat to the Authority that they needed multiple guys to eliminate him. So I see Ryback, you know, his future. Possibly in, a, possibly in a feud with Big Show, maybe even something with Kane. Or I, I, his interaction with Rusev was pretty good for the short, you know, few minutes he was in there. So I think him and Rusev, um, they're going to build towards whether it be now or heading into WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I like. I think Rusev came out of this match looking good. He still looks strong. Uh, you know, guys like Kane, Mark Henry, uh, Seth Rollins didn't really change them much. Didn't change uh, John Cena. Um, but, you know, guys coming out of this, you know, I really look at guys like, like Eric Rowan and, and Ryback, you know, on the winning team. Where do these characters go? Everybody, guys, enjoy Monday Night Raw. Thank you to all our callers. You brought it again tonight. Dave, have a great Thanksgiving. All of our fans out there, have a great Thanksgiving. For Dave, I am Ken. Good night, everybody. <laughs>